This is Just a Few Questions. I'm Mark Sims. My guest is Gabriel Pimonti. Gabriel Pimonti is running for the Office of Fifth Ward Alderperson here in the city of Chicago. Welcome to the show, Gabriel Pimonti. Mark, thanks so much for having me. I like the way you say it. You say it. You say Pimonti, right? Piemonte. Oh, you say it the Italian way. Say it, man. That's yes. Cool. Say it. Say well, it. I say it sort of the light Italian way. <laughs> no, no. That's Piemonte. Good. Yeah, I like the way. I, yeah, I like the way you say it better than I say it. That's pretty cool, right? Not to yeah. not to be equal, c- confused with Al Piemonte. No, <laughs> although Al Piemonte is my second cousin once removed. Our great, my great grandfather and his grandfather were brothers. Wow. I, I, met, I, met, I saw him in the airport years ago and I was like starstruck. Well, I mean, he's on TV so much. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, like, wow, Alpha Monty in the flesh. <laughs> I was freaking out, man. Okay, so real quick, <laughs> you're running for Fifth Ward Alder person in Chicago. Why should the voters vote for you for the Fifth Ward? Yes, sir. I am running in the Fifth Ward. This is my second attempt. I ran against the sitting alderman, Leslie Harrison, in 2019. Um, you know, we have challenges in the ward. It's a beautiful place, but you really, uh, in order to keep um, kind of fulfilling the promise we all have for it, we have to really uh, do, do some important things in the next few years. I am somebody who has built on the south side and in the ward for those 24 years that I've been here. 20 years ago, I was part of a group that opened a credit union, South Side Community Federal Credit Union. We saw there were challenges ahead of 2008. Um, especially in housing and in just the liquidity of people, people's ability to get their hands on money. And so we started a a credit union um, kind of against a lot of opposition. We did it anyway. It is now a, uh, you know, it's got $4 million in in assets that it's loaning out, hundreds of loans every year. Six years ago when there was a fire in Woodlawn, a historic church burned, we fought and were able to stop the archdiocese from tearing it down. We raised a bunch of money, $650,000 in seven weeks. And we went to the priest that owned the church with that money and said, we will hand this over to you, but you have to make this a, a black project. You need to reconstruct this with not just owners who are black Americans, but whose crews are black as well. And we had a staffer go over there on a regular basis to bring coffee to the guys, you know, just kind of chat them up and just to a, a quick check on who was doing the work. And so, we, you know, it's always, economic justice has always been a priority for me. I know public safety is something a lot of people are concerned about as well. I believe those two things are closely related. I also think you need someone out in the streets talking to people and visible, which is something we haven't had for a while to help with safety, in addition to just sort of, you know, getting the police to be responsive in the way they need to be. I talk to people all the time who say they call the police, no one comes. I have had that experience living on 65th in Stony, And, you know, I think you want someone who's been doing the work. We've got a lot of good people running, um, but not people who have been willing to stand up to the aldermen, to the, the landlords, to the powerful interests, the University of Chicago. I've stood up to all those people and I'm going to keep standing up. Well, early voting, early voting has already started and uh, people voting by mail, that's already started. But most of the voters in the city of Chicago are not 
going to vote. <laughs> they ain't they going to say forget about it. That's right. So how do you That's how right. do you encourage people to come out and early vote? It's almost too late to vote by mail per se unless you do it today. But how do you get people to come out and to vote, man? It's a good question. And listen, you know, there are precincts in our ward where there's only 20, 25% turnout. However, and people will say, yeah, those are those renters, those are those young people. They don't really care. Everyone cares. You have to give people a reason to come out. When Barack Obama was running for president, wards that now have 20 and 25% turnout, his first run, 80%. His second run, 90%. Nine out of every 10 voters in wards where now hardly anyone comes out came out because they had a reason to. Our vision is that we believe that our communities need economic opportunity and not just in an abstract way, in very concrete way. So we, in, at our, you know, on my website, gay45.com, you can go there and you can see specificity. You can see real policies, not just kind of, you know, nice words to explain exactly how we're going to put money into the pockets of people right away. As soon as we get in, we're going to get to work because we know that economics is what this is about, as well as housing insecurity. So not just the money in your pocket, but stopping people from taking that money out of your pocket in a way that isn't fair for you. Well, you're on the show because I see you on social media a lot. I say, well, the man's on social media a lot. Come on the show. I <laughs> mean, I'm on social media every day. I have an addiction to social media, but most of the voters and all Chicagoans in general, they don't do social media. That's right. So, I mean, how, how do you, like I said, my whole thing is that people, they complain about gentrification. They complain about a lot of stuff. But what you ask them, do you vote? Or, and after the election, are you uh, in the community? Are you doing stuff? Are you uh, nagging all the person and the mayor? What are you doing? And they right. say nothing. And they wonder why nothing never changes. Go right ahead, sir. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's a huge challenge. It, it, to me, the system is designed this way. Look, we are running for office in the dead of winter. That's not by mistake. The people are essentially discouraged. You have to get up on February 28th. This is just about the coldest part of the, of the season every year. But, but you can but you can vote by mail. People forget that. I mean, it's easy to vote in Chicago. I'm sorry you couldn't. There you are know. options. You, know you are absolutely. You don't, you don't right. have the excuses as we once had. We well, keep going. No, no, I agree with you. And it's not in the end. People have to do this work. Look, I'm out here. I'm knocking doors because what you're saying is so true. I have to come to where you are because you're not going to come to where I am. We're trying. We're making phone calls. We're texting people. We're doing all that stuff because what you're saying is so very true. It, you have to work so hard to activate people. People have given up hope. They feel like they feel like there's no opportunity for them. They feel like when people run for office, they say nice things and then they never see them again. And you know what the truth is? In a lot of cases, that's right. In a lot of cases, nothing happened. We haven't seen change. I'm on 71st Street. We opened the storefront on 71st Street, just like we did last time I ran. I do not see it is no different from four years ago. It might be a little bit worse. So I think for a lot of people, they hear promises that nobody delivers. Now, our counter argument is, look, if you all came out in 85%, 90% numbers, people would be more responsive. So you've got to just persuade people. Uh, I think it doesn't help to tell people that they're stupid for not voting or that they, you know, it's their fault, whatever happened. You know, that, that discourages people more. At the same time, you know, on these real cold days, <laughs> you'll be out here knocking on doors. It's hard to not say, you know, you have to meet me halfway because this is rough. <laughs> well, let's, uh, 
Man, I, I, I promise to keep the, the conversation short. I meant to bring you back uh, after you win the, uh, <laughs> the win the primary. But the, I like that. I mean, but the, let's let's make, let's keep this let's keep this podcast really short because you're a talker, I'm a talker. We can talk forever. Oh yeah. First, let me thank you for being my guest on uh, just a few questions. So, Gabriel, you can um, do your fight. Get a couple of minutes in this podcast with a pitch to get the voters of the fifth ward to vote for you. Yes, sir, and thank you once again for this opportunity. Listen, everybody, I understand. First of all, there's lots of choices. So even considering me, I'm very grateful if you do. I have a website, Gabe45.com, where I have tried to be as detailed as possible and to deliver to you in whatever way you need to get this information. So you can look at my YouTube videos. You can listen to my podcast. You can click on my platform planks and there everything's described in detail. But here's the bottom line. We are in a state of economic crisis and public safety crisis, and that's the same thing. My people, if you're listening to this and you're in the fifth ward, you know somebody with housing insecurity. You know somebody who's underemployed or unemployed. We can turn that around and we can do it quick, but I need your help. I need you to come out here, vote for me, and the more of us who are out here doing the work, the louder our voices are. So let's just all get this done together. Gabe45.com. 